Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And we coming from our basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. Thank you for downloading the podcast, Theanos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to the podcast, Theanos. I am Jordan Hall, and I'm joined as always by Mr. Eric Wayne. Eric, what's going on tonight? Well, so far this evening, I've consumed a lot of beer. So, yeah. It's going pretty well. Like I was telling you before, I'm pretty sure this is what our audience has been waiting to hear the whole time. Loose-lipped Eric. (laughs) If I haven't said it yet, I'm going to say it now, friends. (laughs) So tonight we are recording. Usually we go on Sunday. um, But late recording tonight. uh, Got back from a wedding in Chicago this weekend. Um, I have two best friends in the entire world, and one of them was... was Whoa, 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 whoa. You yep. can't have two best friends. Which one of them do you like more? <laughs> no, I, I can't pick. Yeah, you can. No, I can't. I can't pick. They're they're my best friends. You know, I have this one, Jordan, and is actually his name is Jordan also. Um, oh. And I have in my notes that the other is Brett Pertle. I don't think that's correct though. <laughs> so might well be. So is the, that allowed? You can have dual best friends. Yes, of course you can. Three is right out, but two is okay. And I have two. All right, fine. Actively making this up as I go, obviously. Okay, um, so you did the did you give a good speech? I I did well, I gave a speech. I don't I don't know that we're gonna go <laughs> as far as to say that it was a um it was a great speech. Um Did I, you keep it short? I did. I probably kept it between Bravo. three and four minutes. See, that is the only criteria I'm looking for in a quality best man speech. You tell a little story, you appreciate the couple, and then you sit down. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was weird. I was like, you know, we do this every week. So I'm thinking, all right, give me a mic. I'll be fine. I get up there and look around, and I'm like, oh, crap. I am all of a sudden, I'm extremely nervous because really? I, I did a um, – m- m- my friend, we're very close. We have a lot of what you would call inside jokes. Of course. Um, and I got up there and realized that nobody's going to understand any of this, and they're just going to shoot me daggers. And as it turned out, that was correct. I had like three people in the entire wedding after tell me that I did a good job. That's it. Just three. 
Well, if it's short, even if it's crappy, at least it's short and crappy. Yeah, that's that's I, long and crappy is really bad. I came up with little three truths and a lie. Have you played this game before? Oh, sure, of course. Um, names that got got a mention in my speech. Do you want Do you want to play? All right, yeah, I want to okay, play. Okay, yeah. here are your four options: Harambe, of course, Don Kelly, uh-huh. Jimmy Clausen, and Tyler Flowers. Three of those got a mention. Which one did not? Um, I'm going to say Tyler Flowers did not. Oh, no, you were in Chicago. I was in Chicago. So, mm-hmm. so that one I'm going to say. So what was the third one? Jimmy Clausen. Jimmy Clausen. Uh, I'm going to say that one's the lie. No, Jimmy actually did get a mention. Donnie Kelly was the one who did not get a mention. Oh, he would yeah. not have gone over well in the crowd just as, you know, people don't know who he is in Chicago or quite frankly outside of Detroit. Um, yeah, so so Harambe obviously was the first mention, um, and my my buddy has an abnormally large amount of Tyler Flowers autographed memorabilia. I post a picture uh, on my Instagram of me keeping the room in stitches, so you guys can all go <laughs> go find that if you want. Are they going to base a sitcom now around your life in this this particular speech? Um, I mean, I, I there's nothing in the works, but I guess I shouldn't say that they won't per se. Yeah. You are such a scholar, a student of Seinfeld that you should be ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I danced with Whitney for a song at the wedding, which is a little bit different than, than our normal um, wedding routine. You're a, definitely a wedding boogier, aren't you? I'm sorry, I'm not. What? Are you? You're a wedding boogier. Like you get you get down at weddings for sure, right? No, no, no. I'm I'm too big and now old and Dutch. For that shenanigans, I sit and silently judge the other people who are having fun. Now that sounds like more fun than the actual dancing. Yeah, I mean, just to silently, you know, scorn. Oh, that person looks ridiculous, and then you laugh. Bef- then you just sit by your table. That's that's the way to go. Is it's the true Dutch way? Is that a thing? Like you, you said that before, and it made me wonder. Like the Dutch don't dance. Well, the Dutch. I mean, the Dutch dance, but it's it's very white and very bad. And it's, you know, usually you do it wearing wooden shoes. So, of course, obviously. And that's not, not wedding attire, really. So, no. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can. We are on Twitter. I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at Comerica Eric. And the show is at Podcastianos. If you want to find me on the Instagram, well, I've really pushed this the last couple weeks. Follow me on the yeah, Instagram. Yeah, you have. I'm a, I'm a good, I'm a good follow. Um, at Jordinho, J O R D I N H O 4. Jordinho 4. Now, are you Portuguese or um, Portuguese? No, I actually have Filipino roots. Um, the Jordinho is more just based on my admiration of Brazilian soccer. And the Brazilian soccer players, I guess, would be more, more specific. Thank you, little Jordan. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, our website is podcastianos.com. We would love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and or SoundCloud or whatever other podcatcher you use. And uh, one thing we might ask of you, our wonderful listeners, if you enjoy the show, um, if you see us tweet about it, just drop us a quick retweet. Show uh, show some of your followers that you enjoy this this podcast or at least listen to this podcast. I don't want to get carried away. Um, and maybe we can grow the audience a little bit. Um, and one thing before we jump into the Tigers talk, the Fantasy Football League is set. The draft is Wednesday. How's that research been going, Eric? Uh, I did enter my account. <laughs> That's true. I did, I did see that. I'm an achiever. That's, I'm an achiever. That is always hey, wanna, the first step. 
it is it is the first step to victory my friend hey i want to follow up on this uh you know portuguese i, I kind of feel like you're taking after the white Sox second baseman you know Which, little salad little salad saladino. salad saladino i want yeah. i want to be compared to like side salad the white Sox in no way whatsoever in in any way except for uh maybe my admiration for drake laroche he's a, he's do you a think, kid do you think his name means little salad or side salad? I I don't know. If I think it, if it does, I think but side I think it, it could side salad be a sweet nickname. <laughs> I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Yanos. Let's jump into some Tigers talk. Um, I feel like we're halfway there. <laughs> we're we're in the windy city. Just got to jump over to the Motor City. Um, exactly. Starting from the beginning, the Kansas City series was really hard to watch. Monday Ugh. started off rough. We were never really in it. Norris posted a good start, um, but. The theme of this series began. We scored one run on a JD solo homer. Um, that was ugly. Was ugly, ugly, ugly. The whole series was just ugly and draining and demoralizing. You know, it got to the last game of the Royal with the Royals, and I was just like, oh, any hope that I have is completely diminished. We're a turd. <laughs> That's um, how I felt. Speaking of hope diminishing, Miggy left that game with a biceps injury, and yeah. um, that was not good. He missed the following game, or missed the game after after that, but came back for the following game. It kind of looks like he may have rushed the comeback a little bit. What do you think? I don't know. Maybe. It, the, the thing is, the injury didn't look like anything. No, absolutely not. It was just like a little, you know, Matador-style Olay action, you know, and like how he hardly got hit, but it must have strained his bicep, obviously. He's gone three of 17 with one rib in the five games since. Um, are, are you concerned about that going forward? I mean, it's Miggy, right? I don't know. He's battled through so many injuries. He's constantly danged. The thing is, with Cabrera, you never know. Like, all of a sudden he'll slump a little bit, and then boom. Like, he'll be kind of dinged yet from something, and then he'll just, like, knock the cover off the ball. It doesn't seem to matter. Like, uh, he always plays just kind of a little beat up. So that uh, that doesn't bother me. It's just as, as much as him, like, finding his stride and finding his stroke a little bit. And he can hit no matter what. It's just, like, how the stars align or something for him. Yeah. What do really, you think? It really is. Well, the thing is, is... um I don't. I'm, I don't worry about the batting average. He's still going to hit, you know, what 320. It's he's not. He's not driving the ball as ferociously as he was maybe a little bit before the injury. Um, but even if he's driving the ball at 80 percent of what Mickey does, it's not like we have any any choice. I mean, we can't sit him right. and try and get him healthy. There's no. There's no time to waste. You know, who who are we going to bring up to you know put Victor at first and put Moy in the lineup while he gets healthy? Like that. There yep. is just no other option. Nope. Yep. You just plug him in there and hope he heals on the way. Um, while we're on the subject of Mr. Cabrera, he reached 1,000 ribs this week yeah. uh, in game 1,340. Um, I know you're a little tipsy tonight, but do you care to <laughs> take a stab at putting it into perspective? Um, maybe you can help me out. I don't know. What is the perspective like this? What is the all-time RBI like record? I don't even know. Um, like RBI, it doesn't seem to matter as much as um, home runs or even hits. Well, this you know is, what I'm this saying? This is 1,000 as a Tiger, so it's not oh. – um, I, I think I looked it up. I think Tyke uh, must, must have been K-Line. 
I, I looked it up this, this afternoon, but I don't remember. Someone was at 1,800 as a Tiger, but okay. they were in well over double the amount of games played. So Miggy's doing it sure. at a much faster clip. Um, he's clearly the best Tiger of our era. Obviously, you know, oh, yeah. not to take a dig here, but your era is a little bit deeper than mine. Um, but I mean, so if K line had eighteen hundred with the Tigers, what's the all time RBI record? Does like Babe Ruth have it or somebody? He's got to, yeah, or or maybe know. maybe Big Poppy just against Bonds? us. <laughs> yeah, no, I I would assume that yeah, it could be it could very well be Barry Bonds. Um, this is something a good podcast might might actually know. Um, but clearly not us. Um, it just got me me personally thinking, like, you know, McGee's got, what, four or five years left on that massive deal? And after that, we're never going to see another Miguel Cabrera play for our Tigers. Uh, are we ever going to have another Cabrera? Probably not for a while. I mean, never is a long time. Um, I mean, after a, a LK line came Cabrera, and he's sure something. So that's my answer. That's very true. Let's let's move on. Um, we could we could uh, wax lyrical about Miggy all night. Um, Monday was also the beginning of the end for one uh, Mike Avilas. That was his last game in a Tigers uniform. Um, were there enough emojis in your phone to perfectly capture your feeling about him getting gone? Well, I suppose. How many characters are you limited to? I suppose I could put one forty. I could put one hundred and forty turd emojis. It's actually kind of a looks like soft cur- soft serve ice cream poop. <laughs> I guess that that's the one I had used just all 140 times. Okay, because I was so sick of him. I'm I don't think of myself as a, a guy who's hard on players, and I'm sure he's a terrific person, but his play just infuriated me. He was the worst. For those of you who weren't actively celebrating in the streets, like when you know Brazil won their gold medal in soccer, uh, we traded Avilas and Cade Civic, who's a Double A catcher, to the Braves. For- yeah, Cade Civic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. To the Braves for Eric Ibar. Um, uh, I love how everyone becomes a prospect expert when we trade a uh, Double A catcher, and oh, he was <laughs> too much, too much to give up for for Eric Ibar. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Tell me, tell me uh, a stat or a fact about Cade, and then I'll, I will believe you. Um, not that you're just, you know, throwing out random bits of, of, you know, in air quotes, knowledge about him. I've actually seen Cade Civic play, mm-hmm. and let me tell you everything I know about Cade Civic. You pronounce his name Civic. <laughs> yeah, that's that that's fair. it. That's all I got. I think it's interesting how people react to the middling moves like this. You know, obviously, when we traded for David Price, Twitter lost its collective mind. Um, But even people like within the Tigers community that I respect, I feel like when when we get guys that are kind of in this middle, like they're not going to make our season, but they're not going to break it either. They like race to Google to see who can come up with the worst stat the fastest. And even some guys that I like respect, like I know that his, you know, runs created is awful. But, like, it's Eric Ibar. We know he's a good player. He's been a good player for a very long time. Like, take a look at him with your your baseball-watching eyes and be like, all right, dude can still do a job, you know? And it sounds like we bought at a good point for him because he was terrible the first half of this year, and then he had a little resurgence. And then he fits what we need, right? Absolutely. And when when Iggy comes back, you know what he can do? He can play third base. Right. Interesting. It's almost like we have a hole there too. 
Yeah. Um, I, I obviously, you know, I, I, I like Eric Ibar a lot. He's, he's been, um, I think maybe was, I was talking with Rob on Twitter and he compared him to uh, Howie Kendrick as a guy. There's no real reason that you like him. They're just solid ball players. You know, they're going to go out there and, and give you a well-rounded effort. Um, I, I honestly hope that we resign him. I mean, not to, not to big money, maybe, but to Mike Avila's money, I'd take that in a heartbeat. Then Tuesday and Wednesday were more of the same. Verlander with probably the best bad start in recent memory. And once again, we score one run on a solo shot, this time by Saltzlamakia. Uh Wednesday, Anibal took a no-no into the seventh. Um, I thought that him losing it was the best thing that could have happened to the team. It was not. And we once again scored <laughs> one run, which was a victor solo shot. Um, we averaged five hits per game. Whose start was the most frustrating for you to have wasted? Uh, Norris and Annabelle both uh, could have used some building upon that they really didn't get based on the lack of run support. For me, it was Sanchez because we had kind of berated him and then thrown him on the scrap heap. And I kind of jokingly, semi-jokingly, to be honest, said, oh, yeah, he's going to be great. He's going to, like, throw a no-hitter or I forget what I said. I'm sure it was brilliant. but um, <laughs> Sure it was, too. But I kind of predicted, oh, he, he's going to do fine because baseball reasons or whatever. And he did. And it was great. And then we squandered it. Yeah. It was sad. It was really disappointing. Like you said earlier, I was I was getting to the point where I was about done believing that we had hope. And then we go into, what was it, Thursday, playing the Red Sox. For the first seven innings, we show nothing. We are not going to win this game. We're going to fall even further behind the Red Sox, um, mm-hmm. even though even though Matt Boyd was, was awesome. Then we take the lead, and then we go on and win. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking, okay, World Series back on. That's, that's how fickle baseball is, especially this team. And I love it. I, I can't say that I don't. It's been a roller coaster because you do – your perception of the team changes almost daily on whether they win or not or how they're looking. I, you need to think bigger picture, but that's not the way we're wired. No. It's like you watch one game and you're like, oh, yes, it's great or it's horrible. It's – you know, I'm – I try to be, you know, not M live commenter, but it's kind of like you, your emotions do swing. Yeah. And I think that's what, what makes baseball so uh, lend itself so much to Tiger's Twitter becoming a thing is every day it gives us a whole new set of data to analyze. And we yep. can't help but make this set of data the most important data that's happened all season long, which I guess to a certain extent it, it is, but not not nearly to the extent that we make it. You, a smart person is looking at bigger trends, mm-hmm. right? How how is our health? Are we getting are we getting some guys back? Can those guys that we're getting back perform? You know, those are the kind of things that we should be looking at. But instead, it's like, oh, you know, uh, Salt Lamakia hit a home run. That's going to be great. You know, how is whatever. he not going to start every game for the rest of the season? Yeah, he's going to carry us through. Speaking of big trends, um, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a little bit of a much publicized uh, sit down for Mr. Justin Upton um, for the better part yeah. of, of the week. And then he came out on for, on Saturday and Sunday, went four, uh, four for eight, three extra base hits, two bombs, six ribs uh, just on Sunday alone. Um, that is and obviously a massive sample size. He almost he- 
he almost tied that game. In fact, he thought he tied that game. Which, and I think Mario thought he did. Yeah. And that would that would have been you know, that would have been a real I mean not that not that the two bombs on Sunday weren't, but that would have been such a massive moment for him specifically and and the team obviously but he needs it so bad sunday i have to imagine was super cathartic for him yeah i mean that thing was hit 419.5 feet yeah i mean he's no cleat he can't get it up there into the bushes but i mean he did hit it a long way no eric munson that's for sure um do you buy into the sit down thing you know mario talks all the time about well uh, during the sit down all the time that he just needed to recharge the batteries, needed to watch some some baseball, and you, you buy it. A little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit. His problem was just, I think, a lack of plan at the plate, and he was just floundering. He was behind everything. He's a good athlete. He's a big, strong guy who can obviously swing the bat fairly fast. It wasn't for lack of bats, but he just seemed behind everything. So I'm kind of buying into it. Just like get away, recalibrate yourself to the pitches. Now, uh, you could get on Osmus's case like, well, why didn't you do this earlier? Right. You should. This obviously fixed him. Why didn't you fix him sooner? It's almost like I had an Osmus question all lined up here. If everything that, well, I was going the other direction. If everything <laughs> Osmus does that fails makes him the world's dumbest, you know what, I, Ivy League nitwit, doesn't this make him a genius? Just pushing one button and all of a sudden just nothing's fixed? No, that's, it makes him an idiot. It, it makes him an idiot because he should have been a genius sooner. But right. to a certain extent, with all of the injuries, with all the injuries that we've had, it really hasn't been an odd. Like it was finally a last resort. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I'm I'm not going to give him a ton in the way of credit, and I'm not gonna not gonna dog on him too much. Um, Cameron Mabin back in the lineup, so good to see. I, I love Cam. I'm I'm so glad we traded for him. He's he's a heck of a player, and I know you love the energy he brings. Uh, he's exactly what we need good athlete can go catch the ball add some energy uh, that might be this it may not be the best trade but it might be the smartest yeah. trade and we got rid of ian kroll in the process like it doesn't <laughs> get better than that it's almost as good as getting rid of a Vilas. almost i was i was thinking about maven today like he brings like there's nobody else on that roster that brings energy like there's no there i shouldn't say no there are few teams in baseball that have as little in the way of prospect and youth infusion as we have um we have mccann but he's like a 25 year old 40 year old dude you know what i mean like yeah he's he's you know seen it all he's super grounded falmer norris boyd they're all well Norris is kind of a different cat, but Fulmer and Boyd are uh, grinded out, you know, guys. I feel like Iggy and Casty are kind of fun, but they've been around for a while at this point. Like, yeah. Maven is the dude that gets people hype. He's the one that, that has fun out there, and we so need that back in the lineup. Because we have a bunch of plotters. Yeah. A bunch of station-to-station guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I texted you this today when we were, we were going to talk about how this is the most important week left of the season. Um, I, in golf, I don't know if you're familiar familiar with this term. They refer to Saturday as moving day. Moving day, huh? This is moving week. We come in seven games back of the Indians. 
um, two and a half games back of the wild card spot. And these are this is our matchup. We have uh, Tuesday through Thursday in Minnesota, who we have owned this season. Then we go home to play three against the Angels. These are our pitching matchups. Ricky Nolasco, Yulee Chassin, and Tyler Skaggs, who is extremely talented, but is a rookie. If we right. don't make hay here, we might as well just call it. I mean, we could we could be done by the time we record next. We got to drop the hammer on these guys, right? Absolutely. These are some turds we should be smashing. <laughs> these are the turd emojis, just like yeah. Mike Avilas. What's an acceptable week? Um, Any more than... <sighs> What's an acceptable week? Any more than two losses, you're going to be upset, aren't you? Absolutely, Def- definitely. We, I think, I think you have to win five. Six obviously would be nice, but you got to win at least five. Yeah. Yep. Um, I have written down who some of our competitors play this week. Boston has four in Tampa, and then they uh, travel in or, Tampa. In That's Tampa, not a cakewalk. And then they go home to play three against Kansas City. I like that. Kansas City is hot as all get yep. out right now. Yep. Which actually has me a little nervous in a different way, if you know what I mean. Right. Um, Baltimore, they have four against Washington. I'm sure they're going to see Max. They're prob- wow. probably going to see uh, Joe Ross coming back off the DL. And then they travel to the Bronx to play the Yankees for three. That's a tough assignment, too. Kind of like that. Seattle, who's our closest competitor, um, they have three at home against the Yanks. And then they play four, uh, let's see, in Chicago against the White Sox, which they're, they're not bad. But I, I could assume that they could take at least one, possibly two in that series. This is the week. We Moving have day. to move this week. Moving week. Yep. This is it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready to move to your power rankings? Yeah, I'm ready for power rankings. All right. I've been spending many, many seconds of my day composing these power rankings so um we have uh we could go to the the tried and true we could try for some minivans oh okay. minivans are solid transportation right that's an interesting concept yeah um just throwing that one out there we also have hours of the day oh that is a great one this is a brilliant hours concept i love of it. the day <laughs> i'm glad you're so supportive Definitely. i need positive reinforcement and affirmation jordan Thank is, that, you. is that also the dutch in you yes yeah we crave affirmation <laughs> you know it's from those low countries anything any boost you can get is helpful definitely okay Speak, hold on before we get into this whitney doesn't <laughs> yeah. believe me that they refer to the netherlands and belgium as the low countries like, no, no totally. that's a thing. Yeah. You can yeah. you can Google it. It's a thing. 
Yeah. Anyway, that's it's all. Like, uh, it's like that song. Get low, 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 low. <laughs> baggy sweatpants and stuff. That's about Belgium. Just, and the just like that, for, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur and windmills. Oh, it's about that. And tulips. Yeah, of course. Okay. Hit, <sighs> hit us with, with that good. Hours of the day. We have the top seven and the bottom three hours of the day. Um, we're going to start at number seven, and that is midnight. Okay. Midnight's pretty good. Because midnight, you could be doing basically one of two things. You can be sleeping, which is pretty good. Or usually if you're up at midnight, you're doing something fun. That's that's like very true. a bonfire or you're out you know, at a bar or it's New Year's Eve or whatever. If you're awake at midnight, usually it's something fun. So that's number seven. Number six is 6 p.m. Um, 6 p.m. is the traditional dinner time, and food is pretty good. Yeah, so you're going to eat. It's kind of peaceful. It's home time. 6 p.m. is a pretty good time. I can't disagree with that. Right. Number five is 10 a.m. Um, 10 a.m. is kind of a work hour. I think it's it's one of the two work hours that's actually made the list. But at 10 a.m., you're feeling productive. You know, you got the coffee in you. You're going but not totally burned out yet. I feel like it's the most productive hour of the day. I drink my coffee every uh, at roughly 10 o'clock every day. Kind of a late coffee guy then, aren't you? Yeah, well, I want it to last through that mid-afternoon. You know, I want it to get me to lunch. Gotcha. So 10 a.m. is, I feel like, a strong hour. I'd agree with that. You're feeling strong. All right. Number four is noon. And noon is great because it's lunchtime. You're noticing a theme here. Lunchtime, you get a little break. You're going to eat something, which is happy. And, you know, the sun is its highest point during the day. I don't don't know. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean you don't think it's true? I think it depends on the time of the day. like i think it depends on the the part of the season right i don't know hashtag weather i'm sure somebody will tell us come on noon is when the sun is at its highest point that's why they call it high noon <laughs> of course of course and that's where the gunfights happen is high noon because everybody knows coming in at number three is 10 p.m 10 p.m. is a good hour because the kids are sleeping. You got all that done with. It's just kind of a chill time. Everything is settled down. And normally you'd be catching the end of the Tigers game. You know, that's where the real drama happens, right? That's true. The end of the Tigers game. That's number three. That's a good one. Um, coming in at number two is 7 p.m. 7 p.m. is when the Tigers game starts, usually, if they're at home. And it's also when you're, you know, beginning some evening leisure activities. You know, you're maybe going out and, I don't know, doing whatever you do for fun. You know, you're not at work anymore. So, 7. That's number 2. Number 1 is 5 p.m. 5 p.m. is the best hour of the day because you're out of work, you're wrapping things up, you finally found the the freedom. Maybe you're going to go, you know, stop at the store. Okay, so I guess I just finished up five at number one. I got to tell you, our our internet connection is, is poor tonight, and it's all my fault. 
because it senses weakness. And once your internet senses a little bit of weakness, it just crushes you. It's game over. It's, it's game over. So uh, number one, less than triumphantly, is 5 p.m. because that's when you're out of work. That's the, that's the summary. All right. I didn't even give you a chance to guess. Because I would, so I would have guessed five because that's the only real answer. That is the only real answer, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. All right. We'll give you we'll give you credit for that. Thank you. Okay. Now we get to the bottom. The bottom three. Starting at third from the worst is three PM. <laughs> three PM, you're still at work. You're starting to get sick of it. And it's just kind of a blah. And it's kind of the opposite of ten AM. You know, mm-hmm. you were 10 a.m. You're feeling productive, pretty good. You know, you got a long time till the end of the day. 3 p.m., you know, you see the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Mm-hmm. You And you're starting to want to leave. So I 3 think p.m. Five Hour Energy did an entire uh, advertising campaign about combating that 3 p.m. feeling. I think I think you're right. Yeah. So that's third from the worst. Second from the worst is 3 a.m., 3 a.m. Nothing good happens at 3 in the morning. Is that a How I Met Your Mother reference? I don't know, baby. I've never seen the show. Oh, well, so. they, they always talk. Well, not always. They There is an episode dedicated to nothing good happening after 3 a.m. Well, it's it's mostly true. It's yeah, totally yeah, true. Because either you're sick or you have a sick kid or you're being robbed. You know, <laughs> you're getting up Ryan because Lochte. somebody's stealing your stuff, right? Or there's like a a storm or something, or, you know, you've had not the right amount of partying. You've had too much partying, <laughs> right? Cause if you're getting home, you know, one, one thirty or whatever, that's kind of the appropriate amount of partying. If you're up till three, it's either getting desperate or you went too far. <laughs> yeah. yeah that feels so right. the worst time of the day, do you want to guess? I'm going to go with, um, for me personally, it would be 6.50 a.m. 6 a.m. 6 a.m. You were close enough. That's when you have to wake up. Oh, I hate mornings <laughs> so much. I hate getting up. I hate alarm clocks. You have to understand, when I go to sleep, it's like entering a coma. And when the morning comes, like... I, I don't want to emerge. I don't know where I am. I don't know what my name is. I don't know who's around me. It's the worst feeling. You know, and then you get out of bed, your joints are popping everywhere because you're old. And you dread all that is to come in the day. Like, you got to go to work. You got to get yourself ready. You got to get your children, like, going. 6 a.m. is the worst time of the day. It's awful. You just want to sleep and turn off the alarm and just sleep forever. That's Power Rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcast Yanos. Okay, let's move ahead to next week. <coughs> let's do that. The cough agrees with us. Um, yeah. like, like we said, on Tuesday, we travel to Minnesota, which should be tomorrow. Um, we got a pair of 8-10 games Tuesday and Wednesday. The first features Annie Ball against Kyle Gibson Wednesday. Do you like the 8-10 game? No, I like 7 o'clock games because no. that's what I'm used to. Eight is eight is really pretty solid. No, it, it like ends eight. too late. I'm I'm old. I like to be in bed by ten thirty, eleven o'clock. 
to me, eight o'clock is a per eight ten is like the perfect start time. Oh, Matt Boyd against Tyler Duffy, who had been who's roughed roughed up his last time out, but had been really good prior to that. Um, and then Thursday day game, we get uh, a showcase of of two really big young talents: Michael Fulmer trying to bounce back, and Jose Barrios, the the guy that I once almost got my picture taken with. Um, we'll, we'll take this, take the mound for the, for the twins Friday. We, we host the angels who we never win there, but occasionally we do beat them at home. Daniel Norris against Ricky Nolasco on Friday, Verlander against Ulysse Chassin on Saturday. And then Andy ball again against Tyler Skaggs on Sunday. We said it before. Gotta yep. take five. Six would be nice. Moving Dave. Uh, care to care to make a prediction. Oh, you know, I want to be optimistic, but I feel guilty if I predict good things and they stink (laughs) like I did that to them. So I think they're going to lose two of these games, which would be just on the edge of acceptable. We we would still have hope next week if we go four and two. Yeah, I feel like that's what it's going to be. I'm going big, though. I think we sweep both. They're primed for a breakout. Jay up is going to carry us. He's he's hot. They say that when Justin gets hot, you cannot cool him down and he carries (laughs) a ball club for months on end. You're not getting nervous with him in spring training. will finally come to roost this week. We go six and (laughs) here we go. I haven't been nervous at all this year. None. Not not a bit. Um, (laughs) So our our nonsense has run long this this week. But can I tell a story about my trip to Chicago? Does it involve you seeing something alongside the road while you're running? No, no, it doesn't. I actually didn't run a ton this week because of how how long we were in Chicago. So there is (sighs) there is no side of the road story (sighs) this week. My sincerest apologies. So disappointed. I'm crushed. Um, Fine. Tell your non-running story. Whatever. So we went to the Lincoln Park Zoo, which apparently was not named after like the, you know, in the end, it didn't even matter band. It was it was there before the band. (laughs) Okay. Who knew? Who knew? Um, I tried so hard and come so far. (laughs) But in the end, in the end, I have a feeling it really matters. Um, we saw the gorillas. They they still have gorillas there. I wanted to leave like flowers and candles kind of by the cage, you know, R.I.P. Harambe. But Whitney wouldn't let me. Gosh darn it, Whitney. She might be the noblest person I know. <laughs> um, and I figured this one would be particularly of interest to you and all of the people who hated on me for my hippo love early this year. <laughs> they have a pygmy hippo at the zoo. That is the perfect compromise on my desire to own a hippo as a pet. It's like the size of, you know, with those dogs, you'd say, man, that's a big dog. It's like that size. Yeah. 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 Like a, like a mastiff or a great Dane, maybe. Sure. It likes water. It likes land. It's like it, it can do both and it probably would go for runs with me. That seems fair. A pygmy hippo. Yeah. It was, it was pretty baller. I actually, I put a picture of me with the pygmy hippo on, on the Instagrams. Go check it out. I be- I'm going to run right there right now. Check um, it out. And not to end the show on a sour note, um, but Eric, I know uh, you helped me name my fish earlier this season. No, he became, not Jordan Swimmerman. He became one of the, the nation's most beloved animals <laughs> right behind Harambe and Pinky. Um, but I have to report today that, that Jordan Swimmerman, um, he went to, went to be with those two in, in heaven. 
Uh, so Jordan Swimmerman, rest in peace. Uh, are uh, we exposing any of our private parts for Swimmerman like we would for Harambe? Or? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think it's probably going to take off quite like Harambe. Um, it, the interesting thing is I left my previous fish. His name was Gareth. He was a British fish with my parents a couple years ago. He was alive for two whole years, left him with my parents for a weekend. They kill him dead when I come home. I leave Jordan Swimmerman, a perfectly healthy fish, with them. I'm gone for a three-day weekend. Come back. He is dead as a doornail. Um, my parents apparently like to kill my pets. Maybe it just can't ha- handle the emotional separation from you. I suppose like that it, could be. That would make sense. Yeah. It's too traumatic. Like, Jordan's not coming back and then it just dies. But I am coming back, Jordan Swimmerman. I am. <laughs> I was back today. You just had to hold on. Oh, so so hashtag R.I.P. Jordan Swimmerman. You have, you have a nebulous relationship with pets <laughs> and animals of any gen, of any kind. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can. And here is how: on Twitter, I am at Jordan Hall twenty three. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. And we are at Podcastianos dot com. We would love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Once again, that would help us to grow the show, get more people listening, um, and all of that good stuff. Eric, anything else to say to the people before we finally head off? Sign off to, of Skype for one last time this week? Maybe you shouldn't get any more animals. That that does seem fair, doesn't it? Just just for life in general, maybe I'll yeah. stay away. That's all I have. <laughs> With that being said, we will catch you guys next week. And eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.